Hello and welcome to the Wadfam Chalk Pod. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm Andrew Sabo. And uh, we are back again uh, with the penultimate episode of the Green Ring Conspiracy. Uh, this is part 11, for those of you who don't know what penultimate means. Or like how me. many episodes are in the Green Ring Conspiracy. <laughs> both, both are p- potentials, you know. Yeah. Got, uh, we, we cast a wide net here. We do. We really There's do. There's so <laughs> many ways you could be dumb. <laughs> We try to predict them all, or at least we do our best. That's what I'm here for, actually, is to cover the widest spectrum of dumb possibilities. Because ah. when you think it can't get any stupider Andrew or more Sabo. stupid, that's that's what I slide in and say. Let's see what we can do. I think we yep. can reach that next level. Dylan, what episode are we talking about today? I already said it. Oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> Man, you're really proving this point. I guess I didn't say the number. It's uh, 689. There he is. 689. So the, it's part 11. Which, right. Which then I was like, ah, so it'll finally line up where the last part is 690, <laughs> which is even. Whereas we did the opposite thing. We've been even the whole way, which I love. Mm-hmm. Very nice. It was completely accidental, but it is very satisfying. I, I couldn't be happier. Um... Is there anything significant in the realm of cast this episode? Um, so we, we, we just have two people showing up. Um, we've got uh, Jess Harnell voicing the auctioneer, Mr. Hubert Guffman. Yep. That's a name. And you it really is a only, name. I mean, and the accent, I mean. He's just there whew. a bit in the background. And yeah. you know what? Uh, Jess Harnell doing a great job. Not recognizable. Mm-hmm. Um, but still a solid performance. As um, professional voice actors do. Yeah, yeah. And then we have uh, Catherine Lynch as the nurse. Um, we've talked about her previously because in part five, she owned the print shop. Uh, classic. She is the one that got hit on by Pole House. Yes. Interesting. And in this episode, she sends Monty to his room. I mean, kind of hot. Moving on. Um, I mean, there's not really anything else off the top here aside from rolling a promo. You cool with that, buddy? Very cool with it. All right. Everyone in Odyssey is spreading out to stop the Green Ring Conspiracy. From the hospital... Dirt Beggs is coming out of his coma. I'm going to figure out a way to sneak out of my room and into his. To the carnival. I've been waiting for Mr. Skin to leave so I can rescue you. To Wit's End itself. I have to contact Mr. Whitaker right away. Can they stop the Green Ring Conspiracy? Join us on the next adventure in Odyssey to find out. This, mm, this is a good episode, in my Interesting. opinion. Is that, I, do you have different opinions? I did not particularly like this. I can understand why you would feel that way. I like the way that it's building there, but I do have some complaints. I, I'm interested okay. to see how our yeah. notes compare. But that is yeah. what this show is, right? I'm happy to I'm happy to fight you on this one. Like I think I think it's fun if we if we disagree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's what the viewers are here for. Yeah, it's I, I don't know a pay per view boxing not, match between me it's and Dylan. It's not it's not bad, but it's maybe in the bottom half of the Green Ring ones we've done. Okay, I can I can respect that. Honestly, the wiki I, disagrees. I think it gives it like a 97. It puts it as like you know 
number four or something. But, there are you know. some laugh out loud moments, and I find it really hard to hate an episode of right. Adventures in Odyssey that makes me laugh out loud. Right. It, so. is, it, it right. It's hard to fight with like the Wooten stuff. Yeah. Because he's Wooten. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so so I will not be fighting with Wooten. <laughs> well, and and <laughs> especially Connie's response uh, with the Captain absolutely drop. Oh my word! That that I mean, I listened to this episode like three times, uh, in preparation for for this podcast, and uh, that made me laugh pretty much all all three times. Maybe oh, maybe not the I'm second glad. time because I was asleep, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you you counted as three times, even if you were asleep for one. Well, it's at the very end of the episode, so you know. Yeah, there's no there's I mean, no accounting for it. I it's mean, it's like the late middle. Okay, late middle of a 25 minute episode. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm on a lot I of wouldn't have said anything, right but you said very end. <laughs> Understood. So, so we start with Connie and Penny. Yes. Um, Connie, they are going on the hike. To this uh, point. Yep. Connie is like, oh, wow, this is way more of a height than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. And then um, Penny's like, oh, I used to come up here all the time with Mr. You know, with, with Dr. Trask. And Connie's like, just the two of you? And she's like, no, 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 there were, like, other students there. Which is reassuring, <laughs> but, but also oh, it, it, it I had the same fear. <laughs> I Yeah, no, no, it, it, was, it was my thought exactly. And it's funny, Justin, and I, I think it's a good writing slash performance thing but just in the way that like penny seems like she almost wishes it was just the two of them oh yeah yeah or she like thought about perform- it like it was just the two of them right kind of. yeah yes very much yeah. so oh i came yeah. up here with you know this guy i like and all of his friends that sort of thing right right right, right. i i went on a date and and andrew happened to be there it's true you know? i mean i i'm with you on all of your dates in your heart well, yeah, I mean that's just that's just a good accountability partner. Though. Yeah, exactly. That's where they live. Right. You no, know, we, live just, we right... just have we just have good Christian values. We wouldn't we wouldn't date someone one on one. Oh no no no, 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 no! You gotta you gotta bring a, you gotta bring you know you gotta bring the guys along. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and they sit in between the ch- the chambers of your heart. You know, I mean, they are like rooms, and that's where they hide <laughs> the little men that keep you accountable for all of your sin. Yeah. Like a circuit judge for the brain. As they're like going on this hike, then Penny like starts complaining about it, mm-hmm. and it's then revealed that like, oh, Penny, like she's just like I'd rather go skeet shooting. Like she didn't want to go on this hike really either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because Connie's Which upset. Is really weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, like I th- think it's just for a laugh, but. It Which is, is the is. surprising thing to me about Connie, right? How has she not explored every hiking trail in Odyssey? Like, I feel like if you Andrew, live... Andrew, she does not have friends. I, I don't. I mean, I don't think that you need friends to hike. I think hiking alone is is very much a thing. Arguably, the main thing. Really. You can hike with friends, especially as a young person, I think, but I'm surprised as, like, a good Christian girl that lives in the middle of nowhere 
Like, this is how she entertains herself. She works and she goes on hikes on the same trails around Trickle yeah. Lake that she's. I don't know. I just. Was, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't buy it. You don't buy that Connie's a hiker? Nope. Could be a hiker? I do not. That's fair. I, I, I recognize that. Maybe she's not as rough and tumble as I as I hope. I mean, like, I would never go on a hike without friends. That is fair. And I totally would. I just yes. thought that that was... I thought that... Well, do you ever go on walks alone? No. We are different people. That is what I'm learning here. Yes. Wow. I did not... Okay. But yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm not... I Yeah. Doing like I I shouldn't say that I I do bike alone so that counts for something. Yeah, but you would probably did you start biking alone or did you start biking with other people and then just picked it up as a hobby? Uh I mean I biked with like my dad. I I mean I never did that so that's yeah. I feel like that's. But like I used to walk with my parents or well ah. my mom I used to go on walks with my mom all the time. And but my mom would also walk the dogs alone, and like my grandma goes right. for walks alone. I, I, we're we're the, walking people, right? And also the the pet factor is for sure a thing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Where like I don't do the whole pet thing. Yeah, I, I really I don't know. I'm very afraid. I'm at a very fragile point in my life where I feel like I could go either way, and just have a lot of them or absolutely none of them. And, you know, remain my general animal-loving feelings. But, like, I'm thinking it's going to be, like, one cat and nothing else or, like, three cats and two dogs and, you know, well, a turtle. Well, if, if you want one cat, you know I've got cat hookups always. I I have, yeah, Chalk Squad. Ask Dylan for a cat. He will mail one to you. Um, <laughs> that's on him to figure out how to do. <laughs> Uh, so that I mean, you've that, heard of that, snail mail, <laughs> cat mail. You've heard of catfish, cat mail. There it is. That's the better joke. You've heard of male cats, <laughs> cat mail. <laughs> That's the best joke. <laughs> Comedy comes in threes. <laughs> it does. It does. We we go from this whole like Penny doing the like ah ha ha I'd rather be skeet shooting mm-hmm. just like hard cut to um yeah the auctioneer slash carney Jess Harnell mm-hmm. um yelling out about you know auctioning stuff off at Uncle I'm Huba Guffman <laughs> and then uh and then Wit talking to uh to pole house and pole house is like ah i keep looking for the stiletto and it's like oh yeah that's that's weird let me change topics um yeah let me just what about trickle lake concrete <laughs> and pole house is like i who cares about trickle lake concrete and it's like well it's the only clue we have and pole house is like yeah but like i'd rather just accuse a haggler and that's where the conversation ends <laughs> Yeah, it's a very interesting moment of Wit being human and like he does blow his cover in like a very weird like just drop the ball randomly kind of way. Oh, uh, I mean it's better later. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, no. It's uh uh I don't know. Well, aren't they is this where he says that it smells like victory smells like popcorn or that's that's the That's the very end. Oh, okay. 
victory smells like popcorn's the end. See, th- this time I do say note. very end. Yeah, I, I believe you're you. right. Um, the uh, but then he does get a call from Monty mm-hmm. in this scene, and it's Monty being like, "Hey, you know, Dirk woke up." Yeah. I'm gonna, you know, go talk to him. And Wit's like, no, don't do that. But when you do, talk, you know, ask him about the numbers. And also, the stiletto is, and then he gets cut off. Classic. It's so... He's like, gonna what? tell him over the phone who the stiletto is. Right. Great like, idea. This is, not, this is not to Monty's benefit. If he no. comes up against the stiletto, he's gonna know immediately. Well, and also, like... Did. He should be in the hospital still. The whole point is Monty should not be doing this. Wit just says, don't right. do this, and that's the end of the story. Right, but no. Wit, Wit's like, oh, don't do this, but if you're going to, to help me. Cause problems. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And, yeah, then... Oh, oh. This is this is one of the scenes that I don't really like in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um... So we have Skint leaving to go to the auction and yep. telling Buck to stay back because if they're together, it's going to blow his cover. Yeah. Because then, Buck or Skint looks completely different as previously mentioned. Right. Right. And then Skint walks out and Katrina stumbles in mm-hmm. and is like, oh, I tracked you down. I just went to every trailer at the carnival because you said that skint worked at the carnival and i believe that that wasn't a lie and now let me save you from him yeah yeah we love white knighting it's <sighs> it's it's yeah. a it's a really tough katrina moment because like i understand what they're trying to do and they're they're trying to manifest the later relationship or, like, the later plot movement without the personal relationship having been established. Like, I understand that Katrina has this very caring bond with Buck, but, like, Buck has des- expressed zero desire to be saved. Um, and I understand, you know, pressing it once and getting rejected and whatever, but pressing it a second time is really... I don't know. I, I understand that she gets her way, but... It just doesn't seem respectful of Buck and his, like, his sense of autonomy. I don't know. Like, he's over 14. Legally, he gets she's to choose. Just, it, it's it's this frustrating thing where, like, she's just coming off as though, like, she's got it all figured out. Yeah, you can choose what is good. Life is, like, he talks about the, what, the meaning of life is to survive, and she's like, oh, I suspect you're talking like Skint, which is one of those great, like, how did they know about this, but of course they knew about this so they can call them on it for plot purposes things. Right. The, the, which, right. You know, the, it's writing, whatever. It's my big, but my big gripe with this scene is just, it's like, I get that Katrina's heart's in the right place here. She's coming about it wrong, and there is, right, that problem of, like, it feels like they are establishing things in a way that does not really align itself with how they've previously been established. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. And to be honest with you, Skint seems to respect Buck's like autonomy and, and relationship more so than Katrina does. At this oh, absolutely. Because Skint is, you know, when he comes back around is assuring that like, you know, Guff or um, Guff. 
uh, Buck could always, you know, leave whenever he wants. And, and obviously there is some manipulation and there is a hold and there is like right, definitely not a paternal th- bond. Like it's not that Mr. Skin is clean, but at least he understands that like Buck is his own person and is capable of doing what he wants. And yeah, I wish I could put my finger on why this scene bugs me to the extent that it does. But it is just, yeah, it is just a really tough scene for me. I don't love the way Katrina handles the whole thing. It seems Mm -hmm. foolhardy and plot convenient. Yeah. And forced. Yeah. It seems both like the writers are forcing a thing and the character is forcing a thing Mm -hmm. in a way that just rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. Well... And I don't know what she I don't know what she thinks she can do here. And I think that she is being portrayed as handling this well. And yeah. that's where my struggle is. If this was Katrina overinvests, blunders in, gets in over her head, and her motives aren't necessarily the purest, then I'm in. But I think it's going to be her motives are pure and she just got in over her head. Yeah. And it's, I don't want to, it's difficult to say this without like coming off as very heretical, but she, she does kind of play like a, a foil in the sense that like she is to be the foolhardy, blindly optimistic sacrifice to expose something about skint to buck so that buck chooses her over skint right that's presumably what's gonna happen i mean i can't remember exactly what happens but i do know that you know buck ends up with katrina spoiler uh for something that came out 10 years ago (laughs) but it it is very yeah i definitely understand that there's there's a certain sense of like i understand what they're trying to do with it but i really am not comfortable with yeah it it feels out of character for katrina and it feels um like out of character in an uncomfortable way like it's almost like cringy in a way no it 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 is yeah it just feels uncomfortable and she feels so socially inept Mm -hmm. in a way that like they've been portraying especially through this arc how good Katrina is with people, mm-hmm. which then just makes her ineptitude in this scene that much more frustrating. Yeah, and I think yeah, that's, that's exactly maybe it. the the big thing that was that was bothering me. Is well, she just it seems she like we put comes a... in and sounds a little bit like frantic and crazy, and it's tough. And then Skint doubles back mm-hmm. and ties her up. Yep, and. Another thing about this scene, it is his line. She, you know, she doesn't have to be a problem. She only has to be mound and gagged. The way that he says that, gagged. It's just stuck in my mind forever. Yep, like hundred percent. It is seared in there. I heard that. It was just like core memory triggered. We are. Uh huh. Yep. I'm back in the basement, and it's 2012. Right. Right, this is... My parents took away my uh, screen time privileges, and so now I just listen to Odyssey to keep from being sad. 
It's great. It doesn't count as screen time if it's audio. Yep. That's that a is... good loophole, children. Remember that one. Oh, I w- am a religious uh, uh, abuser of that loophole. <laughs> Still? I mean, I don't get my screen time taken away, but I, yeah, I try and life hack my stuff that's monotonous with stuff that's productive oh, audio as much as possible. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Um, so, yeah, then we get a scene of Monty confronting Dirk. He's basically just like, hey, Dirk, how's it going? Tell me about those numbers that were on that paper in your phone. And Dirk's like... Well, if you saw the phone, it would be self-explanatory. So you're bluffing. And then he's like, well, um, uh, 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 and then the nurse bursts in mm-hmm. and is like, get out of here. And he's like, he's like, you know, the Dirk, watch your back. The stiletto's out there. And Dirk like flips out about the stiletto. And I'm like, it's so funny. Not because we know the stiletto's Jason, but because we've seen this, that the stiletto has zero power in this situation yeah he's just got absolutely like main they've like right they, emasculated ma- <laughs> yeah immediately like they immediately put like archie who is like a cartoon of a man yeah above the stiletto yeah and there's this mysterious mr groat and mm-hmm. so it's just like the stiletto feels like he's on the bottom of the totem pole so it's really funny when dirk like pees yeah. his pants thinking about the stiletto but, I mean, it says something about, you know, character development for who is the stiletto outside of the green ring, which we do learn about more in future episodes. So, there's that. There you go. People are afraid of him, just not these people. <laughs> yes. Except for Dirk, apparently. Very much so. Then it's uh, research time at the library. Yep. <laughs> our favorite place and our favorite uh, segment on odyssey is uh research at the library with two children and oftentimes an old man and sometimes microfiche (laughs) a small fish right like that's that that's 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 uh that's what i gotta assume they're they're looking through all this stuff on on microfiche right well well i mean yeah that's uh news it's all news information right isn't that what the microfiche is for i think so i don't really remember i've tried to block out a lot of that yeah it's like a it's like a bad dream kind of it, yeah. Well, I mean, it literally is a bad dream at a couple moments. That is... Is it a dream if it's, like, augmented reality? I'm going to say yes, and uh, don't come at me. I don't have the intelligence to come at you, but I might do some research on it in, like, my professional career, and then... Oh, no, 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 look, look, I, I am 100% wrong, but don't at me. Okay, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> as long as we have that understanding. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, so, so the whole thing, they, they, they use the, the, the earphones mm-hmm. to call uh, to call Eugene and just relay him information in a way that is dramatic but frustrating. Yeah, um, it, it feels like they, they act like they're saying a lot, but it's really not that much information. No. So basically the information is they found out that counterfeit money was showing up in locations like a little bit would show up in Odyssey and then it would show up everywhere else. And that always coincided with when Uncle Archie's carnival was around. Great. Yep. And also they talk about the Consolidated Arts Company. Right. And uh, she's like, 
she's like, let me send you this picture. She's like, but that's not all. Let me send you this picture. She's like, and she starts talking about Trask. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, she, 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 she talks about Archie. And she's yeah. like, Archie, you know, started this company, Consolidated Arts, with, dun, 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 Dr. Trask. And it's like, yeah, but that name means nothing to either of you. So mm-hmm. why are you making such a big deal about it? That only means something to us as the audience. Yeah. Like, that's a reveal for us. But it should be, you should just be like with some guy named Trask who <laughs> happens to teach art here. And guess what we found out about him? 30 years ago, he was, let me quick send you an email. Eugene goes, oh, oh, he was, let me cut scenes to him on the phone where he talks to Wit. And he goes, Wit, Trask worked at the U.S. Mint. That was worth three different scenes of exclamation, right? Yeah, totally. And, uh, uh yeah, okay, I get why you didn't like this episode. It feels very plot convenient. That, that's, I mean, I get it. Like, that's how you're going to get somebody with the experience to do such things and everything, but. It is, it's just, well, so it's a frustrating episode of them. It just feels like they have to move the plot and they're willing to, like, take some leaps to do it or whatever, which is fine it's just like it there was just a couple moments that really got under my skin and like and we'll 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 see what happens in the next episode and then in like all the aftermath we cover but just that frustration of that we knew was coming we've talked about in the past of just that like okay so now like we make trask not just full-blown villain, but also kind of, like, man behind the man a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, like, you know, Stromboli pulling the strings. Yeah. And the problem with that is that then we just get to write off everything he's ever said as, oh, yeah, he was a villain who didn't actually believe any of it. Yeah, it's it's it just feels really convenient and kind of lazy i don't know yeah or it just i wish it had been like he could have been bad like i'm fine with him being involved and being involved through the consolidated arts company but there is a third party of like even if groat was trask's brother i'd find that more believable like (laughs) like it's just a frustrating thing where it just it feels like suddenly in the (laughs) haha In the 11th hour. Yep. In the 11th half hour. Like, that it just is all of a sudden like, okay, boom, Trask. This Mm -hmm. is all Trask because Trask is, you know, somebody false prophet. And so (laughs) he is also the villain here. And what did he do before being an art teacher? He He worked worked for for the the U.S. Mint. And they. Only know that because it was in a newspaper about new people in town, which honestly sounds like the most Odyssey thing to exist. Yeah, no, I, I actually, I I took note of that when they were talking about it as well, being like, you know, actually, I believe that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah. If it's a small town, I'm not surprised that somebody of historic note would get an article written about them. Because, I, I mean, I think that, you know, yeah. Small town's got to write about something. Yeah, and now I was just like, I wonder how classified 
like in reality u.s treasury jobs are oh it probably incredibly. Like, <laughs> it feels like we shouldn't just know that a guy like worked on the engravings for you know currency <laughs> yeah that feels like something that should not be in a newspaper but i don't know maybe it is I mean, the only uh, the only solution is to go to the library and find out, Dylan. <laughs> All right, let's meet at the uh, public library and see if we can go through those microfiche. Yep. <laughs> Thank you for making the microfiche joke. I was preparing one in my head, but you beat me to it, and I'm okay with that. That was a long walk for a a reveal that really felt kind of underwhelming. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, but the next scene is um, Eugene telling Wit and Tra- about Trask and all of that. Um, so Trask has the knowledge and the experience to like be the the headmaster of all of this going down, which we previously discussed is just very underwhelming. Um, yeah. So now Wit basically decides that he's gonna tell Connie. I don't know. It's kind of a nothing scene. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah, this was also, I, kind of frustrating, so, like, it's Eugene filling in wit, and then Mm -hmm. Eugene's like, you know, um, Connie is currently with Penny, who was, you know, is one of Trask's disciples, so Connie is probably in danger, and I'm like, what just happened here? Yeah. How, how, How did we get here? Yeah, and well, why? and are you are are we beginning this by accusing Penny? Is that the, is that what's happening? That Connie's in danger by being with Pe- Penny. I mean, that's certainly what it seems like. Yeah, and yeah, no, that that is definitely what they are implying. And <laughs> like what? <laughs> Penny? I don't know. Penny. 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 Like I can understand maybe at risk of getting type 2 diabetes um at risk of laughing so hard that you fall down a hole um maybe a certain like a risk of yeah like smile lines i mean goodness crow's feet are inevitable probably with the amount of extremity of emotion that uh the penny deals with I, I but no not danger why why you assume <laughs> I yeah don't I don't yeah it. it's it's fine i guess it's great though i love that that's that's how we uh that's how we draw our conclusions about people is by their associations and not with uh they're actually their the quality of their conduct right yeah yeah for for sure nobody nobody spoke on that ever not in the bible not in not you know in the 60s not in you know like i don't know maybe a year ago this hasn't been an issue no. for humanity. No, 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 no. Yeah. So, so then, right. Then we jump back to Connie and Penny. And Penny's mm-hmm. like, you know, Dr. Trask wants to invest in our company that mm-hmm. we don't have yet. Um, and Connie's like, oh, well, I don't know about having a company and then, like, they keep walking for a bit, and she she does something I love, which is she, she references, is, like, really excited about the view mm-hmm. from, like, when they were on the hike. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, oh, I like that. 
I like that there's like something good came from this trip. We had like the, I don't know. It just for whatever reason just made me smile. Of like, oh, oh no, okay. yeah, totally. Well, like, and my she actually enjoyed herself. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's some basis for relationship with her and Penny, other than like it being kind of manipulative, and neither of them really wanted to do it. Um, but <laughs> I. I'm just surprised that Connie didn't doesn't hike at all around Trickle Lake. I don't know. I I recognize that I'm the only. I mean, one her and Mitch have a picnic lake. out by Trickle yeah, Lake. Yeah, yeah. But you buddy, just, you just it's a that... lake. There's got to be like fun hiking spots you can't go to, and it sounded like they were almost like bouldering. So I mean, at that point, like that's fair. You, you, you know. never know where these hippies want like, to meditate these days. Yeah, you know? th- there are there are they could be out in. There are plenty of hiking places in my neck of the woods that I have never hiked. That is fair. Even offshoot trails at places I have hiked otherwise that I haven't gone on. True. True, true, true. True, true, true. Me and Kanye are different people. I think this is this is what we're what we're learning here. And that's why you're made for each other. Yes. I I mean I shouldn't have responded so uh, aggressively, Connie. I'm sorry. I would like to group date you. Uh, me and the men in my heart um, would like to take you out to a movie. Um, we can we can sit like two two seats apart if if that's what you want. I mean, it's definitely good for social distancing right now. Uh, but yeah, that would be nice. I'll be sure to wear a sweater. There you go. The mo- it's your move, Connie. <laughs> Please don't leave me. <laughs> so, so then Wit, I can't wait to see how much of that makes it. Wit then calls Connie, and is like, Connie, I've got some news. Are you somewhere safe? You cannot react. And Connie's like, Yeah, 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 I'm fine. And then screams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. My favorite Connie trope. Yeah. Oh, I'm totally. I can. I can keep my emotion. What? <laughs> yeah. It's great. So great. Excellent writing. Not frustrating at all. No. Um, then Polehouse and Wit are watching the uh, the show or the, the auction. Mm-hmm. And Polehouse is like, this whole thing's being rigged. The same person hasn't won twice. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, but I've got roadblocks in place. So we're going to get them. Yeah. And he's the money's on overconfident. The trucks and... Yep. Which is, is then paid off at the end. So, yeah, then uh, then we jump back to Connie and Penny, like, racing down mm-hmm. the mountain. And then Wooten jumps out of the bushes. Yep. It's like, ah, surprise! <laughs> I was going to meet you! I know, and Connie's like, oh, I fully forgot, which poor Wooten. Yeah. But yeah. then... This is a poor Wooten kind of day. I yeah. mean, poor guy just really, really wants to hit it off. Maybe that's why I like Wooten so much, because I feel like that's a situation that I could get myself into. <laughs> Granted, I would probably have less of an excuse of Wooten in that, like, I might know that that uh, Penny was, like, somewhat associated with something very illegal, but I wouldn't think twice about it. <laughs> anyway, Yikes. Wooten jumps out of the woods, uh, and, yeah, isn't Connie's... Penny's upset at Connie because Connie won't tell her why she's upset and why they need to go. Um, and so this is when, like, Wooten uh, is trying to, like, bait them to go to Montague Point, and she doesn't want to go. 
Um, and so Connie then decides to tell Penny uh, about what she heard about Dr. Trask. And yep. that is like the incendiary thing. They freak out. Um, you know, Trask is, thing. she's devastated, like, because she is really upset because she's betrayed. Um, yeah. You know, everything that he had kind of made himself out to be is apparently uh-huh. not, not the case. Yep. Wow, there's a lot of deep irony with, and you know, some of the, the, uh, <laughs> the fallout with, uh, some of the evangelical higher-ups these days <laughs> there's 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 some parallels there that i feel like could definitely be drawn but you know our listeners are smart people we don't need to do that for them i guess not there there's a great thing where um penny's just like that can't be true after like we you know cut away and then cut back on you know connie having filled her in she's like that can't be true and Wooten just goes, it could be, but is it? <laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was, that was another laugh out loud moment for me. Yeah. It's, but that, is that it? Is, I'll give I'll give that line a lot of credit. I do like, I do like Wooten. Yeah. Um, then Penny's like, all right, we're going to take a shortcut that will lead us to the truth. Mm-hmm. Not suspicious at all. So then, uh, then we jump back to the trailer where mm-hmm. Buck removes Katrina's gag. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's basically like, Skint doesn't love you, but I do. Yep, and then he puts the gag back on. (laughs) Yeah, I'll pray for you every day. Oh my gosh. Yeah, can appreciate the sentiment, but like, yeah, but it's not my favorite. You you really gotta, you really gotta get it to get it though, and otherwise, it's really not that great. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, yeah, it's it's it's. Mm. Again, not 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 great for Katrina or my mm-hmm. feelings about her character as a whole. Oh um, uh, yeah. Then we uh, then we have the other big wit blunder. Oh yes, <laughs> where he's like, where Polos is like, ah, I was really hoping I'd see the stiletto, and Wit's like, oh yes, I've been looking for him, and I have not seen him, or at least anyone who looks like him. I don't know who the stiletto is. What? <laughs> stiletto says what? <laughs> The stiletto is not my son. Why no, would you even suggest not. something like that? <laughs> Wait, didn't. you didn't say son? Oh, um, never mind. What about Triple Lake Concrete? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we uh, just jump back on the... Wait, is this the... No, nope, that's still later. Oh my word, this freaking episode. Mm. No, wait, that is maybe now. Yeah. I don't know. There's... The, uh, I'm just gonna put it here because I don't know where it is. I think I think it might be here. Is um, Pole House just like gloating? Yeah. About like how they're gonna like win victory. here? Yeah. 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 Just um, setting themselves up so hard for the fall that mm. is to come because it has to. Well, yes, of course, because it's the penultimate episode. You know, right? We've got to have something good for the last yeah. one. Actually. In Odyssey's case, historically, this has been the highlight. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do tend to like the penultimate episodes best. Or, I mean, they're... Well, in Novacom, wasn't it the court case was the penultimate? Or was that the... 
Yes. Yeah. It's the penultimate episode of the court case. Yeah, and that was awesome. I remember really I liking that, that where it's like the super cut with them praying. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. man. I should go back and listen to the Wadfam Chalkpod season one or whatever. We don't really do seasons. Episodes covering the Novacom. Yeah. Arc. Be episode 27. Wow. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. Um. So- <laughs> How come oh. you know so much about that show? Yeah, weird. <laughs> I, I uh, yeah, I know a guy. Um, so so yeah. Then then it is uh, Wooten, Penny, and Connie showing up at the old Ross compound, mm-hmm. where Penny's like, "Trask took us here one time on a trip." Oh, I guess yeah. we don't know for sure it's the old Ross compound, but it totally is. Yeah, it's definitely um, the old Ross compound because it's over by Trickle Lake. Right. I mean, it could be Trickle Lake concrete, but I'm pretty sure it's the old Ross compound. Yeah, it's a bunker. It's yeah. definitely the Oveross compound. Anyways, they show up. The security guard's like, hey, what are you doing here? And it's the security guard from the old Ross compound in the previous mm-hmm. episode. So I think that really confirms it. But, you know, whatever. You can fight me on that one, Chalk Squad. Um, and so Trask isn't there. But Skint is. Yes, he is. And Penny's like, oh, hey, I know you. You you had me do the poster. I could never forget your dreamy blue eyes. <laughs> yeah. Which is, it's it's so funny that she sees through the, the disguise immediately. Oh, yeah. It's, just, and it's he's like, well, what? Uh, what? No, uh, you must have me confused. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, you recognize me. All right. This is a problem. <laughs> yep. And so he has the, uh, the mound and gagged. Actually, not really gagged because they still eat lunch. <laughs> yep. He takes him to the bunker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wooten was talking about, uh, he makes a joke about like it being fully furnished and spacious or like being cramped and full of spiders. And yep. uh, and he's the, like, you'll have to see it for yourself. Yeah, the, the meat <laughs> says that. <Yep. laughs> I don't know, you'll have to find out. Mm-hmm. Um, um, or you'll find out soon enough or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, they're gonna have uh, Wooten's like let's let's have a let's have our picnic down here because I guess they left him with all the picnic stuff. He's like, mm-hmm. you know, a friend of mine from Alaska had uh, had something just like this, and uh, there's no way out. <laughs> yep, <laughs> they're uh, so they're incredibly let's... secure, and uh, they were designed by paranoid people. There is yeah. no way out. <laughs> so let's just let's just have a picnic, and then mm-hmm. um, and then you know they uh they're. Penny has seemingly lost her taste for raspberry soda. Yeah, she's very distressed. Pour, pour um, one out for Penny. Yeah. She, she's not she's not at all distressed about, you know, her mentor, you know, turning on her. But Certainly not. That's not emotionally scarring by any no. means. Raspberry um, soda. That's what scars. Yeah. Who raspberry does, soda does scar. I mean, have you ever had raspberry soda? I don't think I don't so. think I have either. I should maybe track it down. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've we'll had a lot that. of different. We'll kind have of fruit a chocolate sodas. soda. We'll have you a know peppermint soda. lemonade. Yep, that would be, that be great. Great old time. Wooten does like a real quick summation that is fun. I'll give him that, and then uh, attempts to summon Captain Absolutely. Yep, <laughs> which is it's like this is, looks like a job for Captain Absolutely. Which honestly, if it wasn't like towards the end of the episode, I would think that they would cut to something like that. Uh, but Connie just immediately cuts him off and is like, no, it's not. And yeah. it's hilarious. I, it's, it's a funny yeah, bit. It's my, yeah, it's my favorite part of the episode. Wow. Uh, Strong, but I, I don't know, man. It got me three times. I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say anything else well, other than that. There is, there is that. Yeah. Um, 
and that's when uh, doesn't it cut to Pole House, right? Oh yeah, there's just like a little scene with Pole House where he's like on the radio and mm-hmm. uh, asking Martin, I believe, like if they've gotten the trucks yet, and there's like, well, we're following them, but they will not pull over. Mm-hmm. What? No, they, they they won't pull over. Yeah, just I mean, not at all. This is uh, clearly not suspicious. And <laughs> no, definitely not a diversion. <laughs> Couldn't be seen through at all. Nope. The, the there are boxes in the bunker that are full of money. Mm-hmm. We should uh, we should hammer that home. Yeah, and uh, Penny starts to worry that she's going to go to jail, and Connie agrees with that concern. And I'm like, Penny has done literally nothing. Yeah, she but is. Penny's like, Penny's like, they're gonna like think I'm a part of this because I know Trask. And Connie's like, oh yeah, maybe. And I'm like, Connie, bad friend, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, she's just on the side of Eugene and Wit and everybody else that was concerned about uh, Connie because of Penny. Right. Uh, and yeah. then, uh, yeah, Skint walks in, they start packing up the money, and Trask walks in. Mm-hmm. And we get the confrontation between Penny and Trask, and... Yep. You know, oh, there, there is an incredible, like, they, they start talking about how nice that, like, lookout point was, mm-hmm. and is it, is it Trask who says it? It's the, uh, can we get off the point and get back to the point? Oh... <laughs> Which is a great line. Hey, I'm here for it. I didn't remember that one. Oh yes. Who who says it? Is it like one of the like minions? No, I know. I think Trask says it, but just like quiet. Like I don't think he he doesn't say it as like a joke. Okay. Or in like a jokey tone. Get off the point and get back to the point. Very important. Yes. Um. Yeah, then, so Penny asks, oh, like, yes. kind of how, you know, how could you do all this and say all these things and not actually back it up? Right, and what, what good is, like, is well, all this nice talk if you don't live it? Yeah, exactly, which is the the theological point that they're trying to make. And and right. to be honest with you, I, I wholeheartedly agree. That's um, a good point. That is an I excellent don't, point. Yep. I don't like how that, that is enacted in this episode by uh, just not. Uh, irrationally judging people based on association. Yeah, but like I yes, but I do no, I do appreciate that as as a yeah. point. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you know, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. And Penny was definitely very betrayed by Trask, and like it makes sense for her to be asking all these questions. And it's kind of nice that she gets to have this conversation with him. Yeah, um, yeah, where because he's just she, like you know, I'm just I, a bad person, right? Like, I, I, I'm behind yes. it all, and I'm gonna be a millionaire, and, right? Yes, you know, I, I, you know all, all of what you're saying sounds great, except I'm gonna have a million dollars, so you yeah. know, yeah, yeah I don't like, need morality, I've yeah. got money, which is also not great. No. I mean, glad, glad that that's, a, that's their stance on money, yeah, fair. Then why isn't the OA club free, huh? <laughs> Yes, yes, that's the problem here. Yep, that that's what I'm coming for. <laughs> Actually, I don't think it should be free, but it could be less than it is. <laughs> I don't know, man. Disney Plus is like five bucks. <laughs> I, I believe it's eight, but you know. Is it eight? Yeah. It might be seven. I forget. It was six when it launched. I think it's gone up since then, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, so. Yeah. Anyway. And then, um, and then, uh, and then we end on a... On oh, this a, is when like, they say that they'll be moved. Um, right. They're like, ah, we're, we'll, you know, they'll, they'll stop you on the roads or whatever. And he's like, roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. 
Exactly. That's, End yeah. credits. <laughs> yep. With the Back to the Future joke. It, I mean, it, yeah. I wish it literally was that. It that would totally make me could have been. very happy. It's yeah. right there, but he's basically just like, oh, no, we're not. You you think you think we need roads or whatever? Yeah. And I'm yeah. just like, that. it's so close, and it's the roll credits of the episode, so why not? Like, in the credits roll right after Just that, throw so a Hail not? Mary, man. Yeah. It's the last joke. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. But... We yeah. cannot have That's our the episode. I, I don't hate this episode. No. It is just, it is all plot, and the stuff that isn't plot, I mostly found frustrating. Like, I think the plot is good. Some of the interrelational stuff I don't love. Mm-hmm. Mainly that Katrina, the kind of wit Connie stuff, and the Katrina um, Buck stuff just both rubbed me the wrong way. And yeah. so it kind of compounded into me not loving this episode. But it's not bad. It keeps the plot moving. It's setting up a good finale. And I'm excited to talk about that next week. Me too. And honestly, I with the way that it ends, I mean, there's a lot to be concluded in the next 25 minutes. Um, yeah. It's... I believe the final episode is like a full half hour. Oh, is it? Okay. I think it's a 30 minute. But I could be wrong. I hope so. I mean, 30, 30 minutes seems like roughly the bare minimum amount of time to wrap uh, up what we've got going on here in an adequate sense. It is 30 of... minutes, 10 seconds. There it is. All right. Perfect. Yep. But And then, obviously, we have 12 Aftermath episodes that we're covering. Yeah. So, so we'll be halfway that's something to be next week. forward to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's it's also cool because we'll get to follow the you know the through character lines of yeah. you know characters that were introduced in this series as well as kind of relationships that were incited because of it. Yeah, um, it's gonna be fun. Come along with us on the ride. Hopefully, New Odyssey we don't not like. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Do you have anything um, to plug, Dylan? Well, so we, we I've got I've got two things of sorts. Okay. One, we have two new T-shirt designs. Uh, from friend of the pod, Michaela Moeller. Um, we have a Trickle Lake parking pass t-shirt, which okay. is very cool. Um, yeah, she did a great job earlier with that. in this season. And then the shirt that I have always needed and will likely purchase, the Powerboy symbol for help. Really? It looks great. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 she showed me that. She didn't show me all of it. Oh, that's epic. That is It's beautiful. got, like, a nice weathered look to it. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah I, oh, I personally, I might be picking it up on, like, the purple heather tee. I think that's kind of the one I've landed on. It's a very um, Dylan shade of purple, And this just say. feels like the right... Yeah. yeah, feels like the right the right one for me to own. Well, and it's not it's, technically your own merch, you know. It has it's not to my own merch. Me. It was created by a person who I know and like, yeah. and it is not at all a reference to our show, which I think is a huge win. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I'm very okay with that. I think um, that this is above the uh, the cringe of bands wearing their own merch on stage. Yeah, we are. that 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 is my one goal in life is to be above that cringe. I uh, so. I mean, you got to have some standards. So. Otherwise, you just end up like Trask. 
Yeah. Anyway, check out our merch. Yeah. So 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 go buy the merch. The link buy is yourself in the description. Some buttons. Decorate your backpacks for school kids. You know. Yeah. Just do it the, up. Oh, the buttons are so cool. The also, buttons are great. Honestly, they, it's summer. Get yourself a tank top. Show off yeah. those. Show off those biceps. Yeah. You know? Suns out, guns out. Um. Or you know. <laughs> don't say I, that unironically, please. No. No. Please don't. Please don't be a part of the problem here. Uh, the wad fam chalk pod we're we are really trying to to put an end to uh sun's out guns out culture yes um, yeah we're coming for that's, you that's that's our mission yeah um support us on patreon to further that goal um we don't need patreon we have power boy buy our shirts to help us forward that goal there you go and uh just yeah if you are tighter on money uh, I do not know when this episode will come out, but uh, Tee Public has sales frequently. Basically, anytime there is a holiday or an excuse for a sale, there will be one. So just like keep an eye on it. Yeah, and they put good deals out on like like they're not like typically you can get like a T-shirt for like thirteen bucks. Yeah, you know, plus shipping, which is a really good deal, especially for a quality shirt. I've you know I've ordered stuff from Tee Public before. And uh, it's very comfortable. It lasts very long. The one shirt that I got, I still wear to this day. And the other shirt, I stained so I can't wear anymore. So, yeah. Rip. That is a full endorsement from me for T Public merch. Um, and then, uh, aside from uh, buying our merch, which you guys absolutely should do, if you are interested in my takes, or Andrew's takes, on other pop culture... Uh, and do not mind reading rather than hearing things. Uh, follow me and or Andrew on Letterboxd. I write little blurbs about the movies I watch. And also, you can just see what movies I watch. Andrew leaves star ratings. I have abandoned the star rating because it stresses me out. But, you know, I still write something basically every time I watch a movie. It's and, a good uh, yin and yang. You can see it. You might even see movies that Andrew and I watch together. Yeah, we do that frequently. I mean, it's summertime. You know, I'm not going to lie. My letterbox does get pretty dry uh, during the school year. But right now, I am currently uh, on bed rest uh, for surgery. And I'm just cranking through the movies and the TV shows. So, yeah, be sure to check it out there if you at all care about what uh, movies I watch and what I think of them. If you don't, that is fine. Live your life. Yeah. And uh, either way, folks, live your life. And we will be back next week for the final episode of the Green Ring Conspiracy album. Not the saga. The album. Uh, Part 12, episode 690, in a week. Bye, guys. Bye. WADFAM Pod is a presentation of the Lytics Podcast Co-op. Follow the podcast at WADFAM Pod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at wadfamchalkpod at gmail.com. The Green Ring Conspiracy Part 11 was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Saber, and edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick, hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the WADFAM Pod.